Welcome to Tales of Existence with me, Daniel Savage, a small man asking the big question, what does it mean to exist? Each week I have my guests create their own fictional tale of existence through the medium of what we like to call a tale baby. This week I have Dr. Peter Savage, who has the same last name as me. Why? Because he's my little brother. That's nice, isn't it? Um, Nine episodes in, I've already had to rely on family. (laughs) It's a good one. Um, Obviously, we do all the usual tail baby stuff. um, But we also, as is a doctor, and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, it made sense to to maybe steer a few questions, um, sort of COVID slash medical way. Was that a sentence? I don't know if that was a sentence. Anyway, keep listening and enjoy all of that family chat. It's a good one. Um, If you want to find out more about Tales of Existence, then check out the podcast description for all of the links. And otherwise, I hope you are safe. This is the very first episode recorded face-to-face. We kept it socially distant, obviously, but it was actually nice to chat to someone um, right in front of me and the fact it was my brother was even better enjoy hello peter hi you all right uh, <laughs> yeah we're good good this is the we were actually it's weird doing this face to face it's beginning to get more normal it's beginning to get more normal because um you're a real person in front of me yes you are you are my brother we're related so we are related so we, we do know by blood uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the questions are of, about like your life, I will already know. I guess so. Would, we'll yeah. we'll just see how it works. So got any like real curveballs that you just weren't expecting? The things that you kept hidden or made up, <laughs> like didn't, when you made up, didn't you make up going on a um a hot air balloon over Niagara Falls or something? No, I told people I uh, was on a boat behind Niagara Falls, and you'd never been to Niagara yeah, Falls. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was in primary school, to be fair, and you can have some wild dreams. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll use that imagination to um, raise this tail baby. Make a baby. And, I mean, you've listened to the podcast, so you know what's going on. Vaguely, vaguely. Even, you've listened to, you said that you've listened to all of the podcasts. Oh, no, I know what's happening with her. I'd, with my own baby or with what I have to do with the baby. Oh, no, with I know the tail what I'm doing baby. With, yeah, I know, what's yes, ha- I know yes. how to make a tail baby. Okay, yeah, <laughs> But a real baby, you're still unsure. Not a clue. <laughs> the first thing that we start off with is what kind of tail baby are you going to have? Because you don't have a kid or a pet at the minute. I mean, we never had pets That's really growing up. wrong. We had two types of pets. We had some goldfish. Yeah, okay, we had goldfish. And for a short period of time, we had some stick insects. <laughs> we did have stick insects. They didn't go very well. No, I mean, goldfish and, and, and insects, probably the worst, worst the type worst of pets, pets going and require the least amount of input. Yeah, and both types... Well, the, do we kill the stick insects? We kept pulling their legs off by accident. I can't remember, I really. think we, they were too much like sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so we kept thinking, oh, that was just a stick, and it wasn't. It was a, it was a real thing. Uh, good job we didn't have a fire back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the goldfish... Well, they were, they were sort of 
quite annoying in that they survived a they long survived time. So long, and we, that we thought we'd kill them by putting them in a pond in the garden, mm. and then they just kept living yeah. until one got eaten by a cat. One got eaten by a cat, which Mum witnessed and refused <laughs> to do anything about. <laughs> And then the second one disappeared for, like, an extended period of time and then a few months later just appeared again, <laughs> floating on the surface, and had just died. So, so yeah, that's, so that, that's the history of, of raising things. Yeah, it's, when you put it like that, it doesn't look great, really. <laughs> but so you, but I, I think you're confident with this one. I'll give it a... Yeah, yeah, we'll see what, see what happens. So what, what is it going to be? What are you going to choose? Is it going to be human? Is it going to be another pet? I, I think I'd just go for a human. Okay. Just a human baby. Boy, girl? Well, I suppose boys, boys what I know. Boys what you know. Do we have a name for it? Have you got a name for it? Well, yeah, I did think about this. I was like, you could just call it something normal like Phil or (laughs) or whatever. But I think in this kind of scenario, the world's my oyster. I don't have to pass it by... My partner, I can I can do anything. Yeah, you don't... Yeah. Naomi's not involved in this. She's got no say. So, I thought... Well, I thought about some of my sort of icons, like inspirational figures right. that I could name it after. Okay. Mother Teresa. Right. But it's a guy, so I won't go for mother. <laughs> and then I thought, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So then I was like, well, before he was Muhammad Ali, it was Cassius Clay. I was like, Cassius is actually quite a cool name. So I think if I go for Cassius now, and then maybe in the future if I have a kid, I can push for a Cassius Savage. Okay, so it's going to be Cassius. 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 Oh, well, welcome to the world, Cassius. What time of... I know you said what time of the year, but what time, what period in time is he going to be born, a little Cassius... Because you, you're a 90s baby. 90s baby. You're, uh, you're my younger brother, so I've got that over you. <laughs> so did you, did you like the ni- growing up as in the 90s? I think it was like the last... Yeah, the it's pre- that, I think it's that sweet spot in between World War II and the, the great pandemic of 2020. <laughs> we grew up in Denton. What was Denton like for you? Yeah, I rated it. I think just the fact it's man- in Manchester, like I'm, I'm a proud Mancunian and... I think I'll always call myself a Mancunian, regardless of where where I live in the world. Yeah, because we're now in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. In the northeast, uh, you've been here how long now? Yes, yeah, so I've been here like ten years, which is is mad to say. But yeah. even though I've been here for for ten years, uh, I'm still I'm still a Mancunian. So is Cassius going to be Mancunian? Uh, yeah. So he's going to be Manc as well. Yeah. Okay. So we've ticked that off. He's going to be Manc. Um, and yeah, going back to the time, is he going to be a 90s baby or is he going to... Yeah, I think definitely pre-2000. Pre-millennium. Think, yeah, I think you just need to experience a bit of life that isn't all iPads and phones and screens. It's back to the analogue. You need to go out and kick a football around. <laughs> I mean, they've still got football. No, but they don't play in the streets anymore. <laughs> you don't have kids, like, kicking footballs over your car and... Yeah, we, I mean, Playing to be Kirby. fair, we used to, we used to play on the streets quite a lot. Yeah. On the, back in the day, the streets. <laughs> I mean, uh, nowadays, you wouldn't be able to let Cassius just run to Granada Park and play on his own for the day. Well, apparently We're not, not. on his own. No, yeah. We weren't lonely children. We had friends. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't worried about getting taken. Yeah, I think it would be nice to sort of... I mean, I'm saying that that's just all kids do now. I don't really know what kids do now, but... 
I feel yeah, like... Yeah, it could still be fine. Yeah, they, maybe they do do that. <laughs> I just don't really mix with kids anymore. Uh, Although, technically, you're, you're in, in, in your line of work, you uh, mix with newborns. Yeah, so I'm working sort of with the other spectrum of, of kids. And, yeah, it would be weird if they were out kicking, kicking balls around. Yeah, but, they're, they're, they can't um, even walk yet. So no, that'd be no, a miracle. newborns. Yeah, so I think I think before before two thousand, so early nineties. Okay, it's just like you. It's yeah. a similar life. Yeah. <laughs> Why change what's worked? <laughs> it's what I know. <laughs> what was the first thing you wanted to be when you were growing up? Um. I don't know. I suppose I always had three dreams as a kid. One was <laughs> in a ship and next to Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> no, these were like actual aspirations, okay. like childhood dreams. One was, um, well, yeah, I would say one is probably a dream. One, potentially still doable. Okay. And one... Probably never going to happen. All right. So... I'll let you figure out which one's which. Okay, let's hear them. <laughs> so one was... Um, well, I was always like into running and just sort of... and Well, mainly running, but sports in general. Yeah. Loved the Olympics. Yes. One dream, gold medal for England or GB yeah. in the Olympics. So that's probably gone. Well, I think I, unless I get into some sort of niche sport. You could do shooting. Yeah, or archery yeah. or... Something like yeah. something that you can do less, later on. That requires like, curling. Less. What about the Winter Olympics? Yeah, curling that that could work, couldn't it? Just need to get good at sweeping. <laughs> um... It's a lost art now. The sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Who sweeps yeah, anymore? You just don't get many when's curling last... sweepers going. When's the last around? time you saw anybody sweep? Yeah, or just like popping down on a Saturday night. Oh, wait, I'm just off to the curling <laughs> hole. We need like, more curling holes. I think at holes. school, growing up, a caretaker always had a broom. I don't know if caretakers have brooms anymore. Who they knows? just have a... Well, we've just lost a whole generation of potential curlers. <laughs> because of the lack of sweeping. Yeah. Bring back the sweeping. Yeah. Okay, so that was dream number one. Yeah, dream number two was... For some reason, I just sort of loved this car called a Pagani Zonda. Which yes, you did. I just remember. Just that. had a weird obsession with it. The Pagani Zonda. I mean, great name for it. It is. I mean, and and probably not. Yeah, not many people probably know what kind of car it is. It's a very niche car, but I'll put a link in the podcast if, if it I just, can find a picture. It essentially of it. looks like if you were a kid and you drew a supercar. Yeah. It would look like that because it was like part spaceship as yeah, well, almost. Yeah. And just looked ridiculous and was really fast. Yeah, you had posters of it, didn't oh, you? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> And yeah, so one dream was to have one of those. That one, probably not, since they go for about a million pounds. Yeah. I mean, um, you could... And then the other one was to climb Everest. Right. That was the other thing I was obsessed with. And still am a little bit Everest. Yeah, is, is, is Cassie's going to follow any of these dreams, do you think? Or is he going to become a boxer, like his namesake? Or... <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, I think leave it up to him really. If he if he wants to to buy a yeah. a Pagani Zonda and <laughs> and put me on the insurance, then I'd, I'd be all up for that. But but like with this with running, I guess, and with the Everest of dream, the outdoors and sort of conquering. Yeah, like yeah. there's a nice 
axe about two metres away from where we sat. I don't know many people with ice axes. Yeah, yeah. On a side note, very good for defrosting a freezer. <laughs> when used correctly. <laughs> But yeah, so like you've done, you've been to the Himalayas. Yeah. Uh, you nearly killed me in Morocco. In Morocco, that was, that was an interesting one, that one. Yeah, well, I've not told that story before on this. Maybe it's a good, how do, how do you see it? Well, the short story is we were climbing in Morocco or hiking Mount Tubkal. Which is how tall? It's 4,000 or something metres, so it's the highest mountain in... North Africa. North Africa, in the Atlas Mountains. It's like 14,000 feet, is it? 13,000 uh, feet? Yeah, probably something that. around there. Maybe a bit higher, even. Yeah. We got... We did the... It's like a two-day hike, and the first night you get to sort of a hut underneath it that's halfway, and then you set off early in the morning, yeah. get to the top, and then walk all the way back down afterwards. So, I mean... We'd sort of just walked up ourselves with a hand-drawn map from the this guy who's... French guy. This mad French guy that was living in a hotel. He kept showing us, like, his goat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? He kept bringing in different animals into <laughs> we, the... We were the only people staying in that, like, hotel yeah. house thing. And he didn't speak any English. No, yeah, he's just... And... He kept bringing animals. He just kept bringing different animals, smiling at them, and be like, "Do you like this? Oh, it's a lovely chicken. Lovely putting a chicken, a goat, his dog." And then he drew us this map, and then followed. Yeah, and then which, I mean, in hindsight, I I think it was actually quite a good map. We got to where we we followed it for the first day. Yeah, and made it to the hut, and everyone in the hut then turned out to have a guide, and we were pretty much the only people there without a guide. Yeah, we didn't. We couldn't even get food. Do you remember that? That was weird. Food or anything? Um, We had to borrow someone else's food. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just soup. Yeah, it was. We didn't eat that much. And then, and then I had a great idea of well, all these idiots with the guides probably won't be that fast. Let's get up early, beat them all out, get to the top. Sunrise. Sunrise on the summit of Tubecal. Awesome. All to ourselves, head back down. So Didn't quite plan out that way. Well, we, we sort of both agreed on the plan. Sort it sounded like a great plan. Had a look at where we might go and then set the alarm nice and early, got up, shot off before everyone else. It was still pitch black. It was about, probably about four or five in I the morning. it was four in the morning, yeah. It was early. Pitch black, had our little head torches on. Um, only one of them worked. Of which only one was, <laughs> was very good. <laughs> My one broke. And follow, followed on the path. All seemed well and good. Saw people sort of beginning to follow us. And then we sort of carried on in the dark. And then next thing you know, we're sort of in this boulder field, sort of scrambling over these rocks. Yeah. And we're still heading up. So you sort of must, if you're heading up on a mountain, you it's, must be getting closer yeah, to the top. Yeah, that's the right way to go um, up a mountain. So there's, up. there's no reason to doubt that that we're not going the right way. No. And so we sort of carry on. It starts getting a bit slower, a bit more difficult, and the footing starts to get a bit looser. And then we sort of look behind us and see everyone coming up the mountain. And then to the side of us is this just lovely line of people in head torches sort of zigzagging their way up this lovely path. Um, and we realise that we're on the, on the completely on, wrong side of the mountain face. On the, on, so we, we've actually ended up going to the other side of the mountain face. And there's this huge, steep scree slope in the middle of us that's too steep. And... So it's just sheer, loose rock that's, yeah. like, 
almost 90 degrees. Yeah, it's too loose for us to walk across. It would just give way. And cause a huge <laughs> catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the closest to death I've ever been. That is, that is a fact, I think. <laughs> and, I, I mean, we now call it type 3 fun. Well, yeah, that's where the idea of these types of fun came on. I think that's an important life lesson to have. So that's something that you're going to teach Cassius about, is these... There's four types of fun, right? So type one fun is... Type you, one you fun. You think it's going to be fun, and it is fun. And it's going to be fun, yeah. Like trampoline. Yeah, trampoline. You know it's going to be fun on a trampoline. Love the trampoline. Yeah. Going to go on it, bounce around. You've Brilliant. had a great time. Type one fun. Absolutely. It's your classic fun. It's your bog standard. <laughs> it's your, it's your, you know it's going to be fun, and it is fun. It's fun. Type one. Type two fun. Now that's where you don't think it's going to be fun, but it is fun. Yeah, type type two sort of like has to go to the pub one evening. Pfft, a bit not, apprehensive. I'm like, really I know it'll be all right, but yeah. I'm not really in the mood. Can't really be bothered. Get dragged along. Have a great time. Type two fun. Type two fun. Not particularly up for it, but it ends up. To it be exceeds great. your expectations. Mm, mm. Type three fun. Type three fun is the probably. This is the lesson, really. The yeah. type three fun. This is where because the the fun is in Heinz. Is the fun is in retelling the story? Oh no! So there is four types. Okay. <laughs> the type three fun is where you don't think it's gonna be fun, as in sort of stronger than type two. You just yeah. don't think it will be, and and then you do it, and actually it was quite good. Skydiving. Skydiving. You're terrified. You know it's gonna be scary, and then you do it. Great time. Type three. Type four fun is this sort of rarer fun, but so much sweeter. <laughs> well, yeah. Is you're not sure it's going to be fun. You do it and you don't enjoy it at all. And then you look back, it could be a day later, could be a year later. And actually, best time of your life. And uh, it's, it's that type four <laughs> fun that you dine out on. For years to come. That, that's where your anecdotes come from. That's the that, anecdote. Hence fun. this anecdote. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so are you are you after type four fun a lot with these? Because you've done like the Himalayas as well. Was that type four fun or did you? Yeah, that... I would say that was similar because that was sort of a well, sort of developed a bit of altitude sickness and. I think we were hiking for about 14 or 16 hours in the end. Didn't, um, and didn't the person you were hiking with like, fall down a crevasse? Not, <laughs> not, oh, well, that was actually, that was a different time. That was in the Alps. I dropped him down a crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> we were sort of practising uh, crevasse rescue. So it was sort of intentional. But essentially, we were sort of practising when someone falls down the crevasse, because if it's sort of often covered by snow, they fall down and your rope to them, then unexpectedly get this jolt of the rope, then we were practising when you get that jolt, how you sort of fall to the ground, dig your ice axe in. That ice axe that we've... Exactly, that very one, and and you're absolutely fine. So we we practised that, I jump down, he catches me absolutely fine, no bother. We swap roles, then he jumps down, 
I was completely wrong-footed at the time. <laughs> and instead of sort of falling forward onto your axe, digging it into the ground and stopping it, I just got dragged backwards on my back. <laughs> so he kept falling? So he kept falling until I eventually... I can't remember whether I managed to turn around and dig my ice axe in or, like, the guy that was teaching us... Like, jumped. I then pulled him down and he, like, <laughs> dug us both in. I can't, can't remember, but... Yeah, that, that was the ice axe time. But again, okay. look back. Great. Type great, four fun. Great fun. <laughs> Talking, I guess, about all of these places that you've hiked and things, I know you've travelled quite a lot. Um, what is one essential place that Cassius has to visit? One essential place? Well... Yeah, I was thinking about this. I didn't quite know where to go with it to, like, what kind of lessons you could have from, from a place, but... Maybe not lessons, just some just something that you think, wow, I'm so glad I went to there, or, like, just anywhere, somewhere you'd recommend but, for anyone. But I think, especially, like, at the minute, with no-one being able to go abroad, I think the Lake District is, like, probably my favourite place in the UK, and that's probably where I got sort of inspired to, like, go of hiking and climbing mountains and doing stuff and i think i just think it's just such a beautiful peaceful place well i mean it's easily accessible Um, i mean last time you were there you say it's a beautiful and peaceful place last time you were you you ran a hundred kilometers is that right well yeah that was last last year yeah yeah but it's very peaceful (laughs) running through the mountains at four o'clock in the morning (laughs) just heavy breathing (laughs) not so relaxing but it was peaceful (laughs) because you've been to africa as well you like you always keep going back to africa yeah yeah africa is a continent like yeah very well it's massive isn't it (laughs) good 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 good. well done at noticing that geography tip for you kids out there (laughs) but yeah it's massive so it's every place you go to has got completely different culture Different religions, different languages, different food, different wildlife. And I think just culturally, it's so different from here. But I do just love the lakes. Yeah, it is beautiful. What's one essential skill that Cassius needs to learn? Wood whittling. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not made up... It's a whittle wood. Why? Well, he's a whittler. <laughs> no, I don't know. That just came to my head. And it's probably not that useful what, anymore. What, what do whittlers do? What do they whittle? Like, like flutes and stuff. Little wood flutes. Uh, yeah, you could do a spoon, <laughs> a spork. <laughs> um, I mean, whittling. No one's ever said whittling. Yeah, before. no, I don't think that would actually be that useful. Uh, last podcast we had mimicry. Mimicry, yeah. yeah. I think uh, any skill, probably language is the most useful thing yeah. that, that I'm distinctly lacking and would wish for. That's, that's a, a common theme on this podcast is languages. Yeah, um, but I think, especially like in this country, we just, we speak English and sort of a talk that everyone else speaks English. Yeah. But and they the, do, and though, then, Peter, they do. And then we go away and we speak, even if they don't speak English, yeah. we just continue to speak English, but a bit slower and a bit louder. Yeah, but like yeah. that French guy. Yeah, love showing us his goats and we didn't try to speak French. <laughs> I mean, not that we can, but... Oh. We could say merci. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just think... It's a language. They're just so useful for, like, 
so many aspects of Well, life. is it anymore? Are we even going to be able to go out and use them? Well, you raise a good point, <laughs> and you can still whittle at home. So. <laughs> so, have you got any hopes and dreams for Cassius? Because you're a doctor, would you recommend getting into medicine, or would you recommend something completely different? Like, how have you... F- would you recommend medic... Uh, Medication. Medication. <laughs> you recommend medication all the time. Yeah, yeah, just giving reco- drugs. <laughs> would you recommend it as a career for Cassius? Um, or do you think he should find his own way? Yeah, I think really just in- encourage him just to follow what he's interested in and what he thinks he can, like, excel with his gifts with. Is that how you found yours? Uh, or is it just by watching Scrubs? <laughs> well, yeah, I think Scrubs Scrubs is definitely part of the inspiration. It, it went onto the UCAS form. <laughs> Did it actually? Oh, yeah. My love of scrubs, so I put it under work experience. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd done some real experience, and I said, oh, my experience showed me... It was something like the similarities and stark differences between hit comedy, scrubs. <laughs> so... I mean, we can't talk about you being a doctor and not kind of mention the... The C word. The c- <laughs> yes. All oh, right. Is, yeah, COVID. But yeah, th- there's a global pandemic on, Peter. Have you Wait, noticed? <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. There's, a, there's an infection going around. So how's that, like, you've been in Newcastle. I mean, you, you worked in A&E for, as you... Well, pretty much the whole of... The whole the of it, wave. I was in the first waves. Yeah, yeah. We may look on back at this now and this would be like a <laughs> tiny bit of, of what COVID is. Yeah. Uh, or we may look back and say, oh, that was COVID. So, like, how was that? Was it just like a normal days at work or did you... It was... You it, it was all kind of worried about your own safety at the beginning because no one really knew how it affected everyone or... Yeah, I think it's, it's difficult, really, because... Um, you're all sort of trying to read like the current evidence on what's actually going on and what the virus actually causes and different stories are coming out from different countries around the world and then you're sort of comparing our like the UK experience to Italy where because like Italy was supposed to be a couple of weeks ahead of us and they had like doctors at sort of my level who were sort of not qualified or not not qualified but not really used to making sort of huge decisions on whether to like offer like life-saving treatment to quite young people that would definitely get it in the UK. Yeah. We're like, oh, is this going to happen over here? And then it never really got to the same level as it did over there, which was, um, yeah, I guess, guess a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, yeah, we didn't have to stop intubating people. But then there's some mad statistics have come out since. Like my friend's working down in London and he told me that London was like half a day away from running out of oxygen. Like if they carried on intubating patients at the rate they had been up until that day by the end of the day they would have they would have run out of oxygen wow um but then that was like the day of the peak and it dipped after that dipped after so that. they didn't need mm, they didn't run out wow. of oxygen so yeah we're kind of in the the dip I guess. We're post the first peak. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think, will there definitely be a second peak? I don't know. Is Cassie's going to have to experience a second peak? 
Yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't know is the answer. I feel like I would be surprised if there's not. But yeah, it's hard to tell because we don't really know enough about it yet. And is that just because it's so new? Or is it just that... Because it seems to be quite... There doesn't seem to be a lot of sharing between countries. People seem to be doing their doing their own things, taking their own precautions. Yeah. There's not been, like, one standard across the globe of yeah. how to respond to this. So is that why there's... Well, I think there's a lot of political things and there's huge, like, individual factors just of, like, your population. So, like, we would as a whole live in like houses that are separate and spacious and ventilated whereas you look at slums around the world where pe- it's a lot hotter and people are sharing stuff a lot more and yeah uh, there's less hygiene and around or countries are hotter sort of countries are colder some people well. have access to free everyone has access to free healthcare and stuff here in america they don't um, in America, they can carry guns and shoot people. <laughs> in America, they don't care about you. <laughs> so yeah, there's huge, there's huge individual factors, and and sort of especially to do with sort of lockdown things. Like we, like China and other parts of the world, sort of the individual doesn't really have as big a sort of right for freedom as they sort of believe they do in America where they're very anti sort of any sort of pressure from the yeah. state telling you what to do. Although do you, do you find that this country is moving more because there's I mean even to, today I think we saw that there's been anti-lockdown protests around the country people who are anti-mask. Yeah. Uh, what it, is that just the stupidity of the nation? <laughs> I, yeah I think you're always going to have whatever you do you're going to have people tell you that that's not necessary. It's like when you meet 100-year-old smokers and they're like, well, smoking isn't a problem. Yeah. Um, but that's just because from their experience, it's not. But then when you look at, like, a population level, you can say, well, actually, it's killed everyone that you love. <laughs> 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 just because your extended family hasn't been affected by COVID, yeah. does that you believe it's not actually that bad a thing. Yeah, um, I guess the question I'm asking is: Is it a, is it a hoax or is it caused by five G? <laughs> I think it's safe to say it's not caused by five G. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a real thing, and it's killed what like seven hundred fifty thousand people, which, globally, yeah. globally, which wouldn't have died, or like fifty thousand in the country, which wouldn't be dead yeah, if it wasn't the COVID. So. Yeah, I think that's definitely that's a that's a big number that wouldn't have been there had it had, it not had been COVID not been, and that's and that's with the sort of extreme measures that everyone's taken. When do you think we'll be able to go back to normal? Is there a normal? When can I go back to Glastonbury? Basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. Can I, when yeah I, when we were can talking I about this earlier, and I I don't know, I don't know. I think. I think it's too early to say. I think there's still a lot more to play out in the whole saga. And Do you think the only thing that will do it is a vaccine, or do you think... Yeah, I mean, if you had a treatment that eradicated the disease, then well, yeah. You, yeah, we'd be back to normal. <laughs> um, you, you, you that, know, yeah, sorry, yeah. that is a silly question. Yeah, if you're onto that, if you, if you know how to do that, that would be great. But I think they seem to be struggling to do that at the minute. And without that, I think we're looking at some sort of new normal... And how different that is to the old normal, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But 
nothing in like the history of time has ever had as much manpower, brain power funding behind it as as this has now. So if if ever some like fast breakthrough was going to happen, yeah. it would be now. Kill the rich, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> How long is a good life? How long is Cassie's going to live? Could he live forever? Is it a good thing to live forever? I think it's all about sort of health. If you're healthy, then crack on. Because I've met sort of 100-year-olds that are fit and well, and I think it's all all about having a healthy life. And I think if you have a healthy life, then, yeah, crack on and live live forever. But I think... Um, what, what, what advice would you give to Cassius of how to live a healthy life? I feel quite passionate about like that sort sort of stuff. Just like it's just a what goes in and what goes out formula, and what goes in is is food, and what goes out is exercise. Yeah, pretty much. So ev- everyone's slightly different on that balancing act, but it is just those two things really. Is a <laughs> kilo of chocolate a day bad for me? Is a kilo of fruit a day good for me? And p- people are on different levels. Mm. But I think... Yeah, well, I always used to have this idea as a kid that you could just live to 80. Live, like, most people live a happy life until 80 as a whole. 80 seemed to be like a... 80 is like a solid to, number. Yeah. And then you would instantly... You, you would organise a party for your 80th birthday. Right. Huge party. Everyone you loved. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you would go to bed, never wake up. I mean, maybe I'm describing euthanasia, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least it'd be nice to go to your own funeral, I think. Yeah. And where you... it's a celebration of your life. Proper celebration. And then you just say goodbye to everyone and then you just slip away. Yeah. I think that's something that's come out of this podcast is everyone has, everyone has an interesting story to tell and everyone... People have good times and bad... Well, people, everyone has bad times, but also everyone has good times. Yeah. And... There's plenty of good times to celebrate in, in an 80-year life. Yeah. Like, well, if in... you look at the last 80 years, all the mad things that have happened and, like, things people have lived through. Yeah. Um, just, like, world events, never mind their own personal crazy things they've done. So he's going to live to about... So 80 and then slips away. That's a good end. Yeah, I think so. Okay. If you can guarantee 80 years of health. Okay. Yeah, I think 80 is a good number. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then maybe in the future, actually, 80 years is like a baby. And maybe oh. I've actually really cut Cassius's life short. Although he's your age. Oh, that's a good point, actually. So we know so 80 we... is... Well, Although... we... things could happen in the next 50 years. Although there is some statistics, something like for every day you live, your life expectancy grows by like four hours. What? <laughs> so say when you were born, yeah. the life expectancy was 80 years. Right, okay. When you're one day old, it's the life expectancy... It's 80 in four hours. Yeah, so we're making time. <laughs> you made that up? We found a fifth dimension. <laughs> Have you got any mad medical facts? What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> Probably something where it shouldn't have been. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've seen that shouldn't have been somewhere? Probably the weirdest thing I've seen is someone that thought something was there and then it turned out not to be and it must have just fallen down the bed. 
<laughs> so they came in expecting to see Thinking something. it was there, under, went, went a lot of, like, invasive procedures. <laughs> Nothing <go>. there. <laughs> they could have just gone home. Yeah. <laughs> it must have just rolled under the bed or something. You've been gutted. Oh, yeah, they were mortified. <laughs> Imagine you'd been searching for ages for it, whatever it was, I don't know. <laughs> and then convincing yourself the embarrassment of having to go to A&E and explain to a stranger what you thought was Multiple there. strangers. <laughs> Awful. And then that just to keep getting worse and worse, only to find that it's not there. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, so what what have you got planned for the rest of your existence? I know you've had quite a, a weird year. You've got married. So that's that's yeah, take that that's, off. That's a big thing that's happened this during year. COVID. It was a lovely a lovely service, thank a lovely you. event. Thank you, thank we you. We managed to have it. It was on the day that it, they, the first day they were back allowed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It was the, well, it was always booked for the fourth of July, which was it was always booked for, and then a week before the wedding or ten days, they were like, oh. As of the 4th of July, you can have a wedding. So now that's ticked off. Well, yeah, what have you got planned for the rest of your existence? What have you got? What are your hopes and dreams? you still got Everest? Yeah, Everest. Everest, Sonder and uh, Olympic gold. Definitely, definitely gonna happen. Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, really. Carry on at work and see where that takes me. Is it any sort of... Endurance challenges or hiking over the yeah, Everest def- that you've got planned? Definitely or? some something along that line. I think yeah, I quite enjoy sort of just pushing myself to see how far how far you can go mentally. Which is weird because I'm really not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not after the you nearly killing me on a mountain. Yeah, but you did it and you loved it. You just have to know it's that type four fun. It sounds like a lot of fun in the future. Mm. I'm very excited to see what happens. I'm very proud of you as a brother. I thank must you. Say. Thank you. Um, good brother points there on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for being on. My first live face guest. to face. Face to face. It's, believe it or not, it's my first face to face podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope there's many more to come for both of us. I could be the new Dr. Alex. Who's Dr. Alex? The guy from Love Island. <laughs> Isn't he really weird? Oh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any like famous doctors that have cool. Doctor Zhivago. <laughs> Doctor Pepper. Doctor Doctor Dre. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be the next Doctor Dre. <laughs> Release the Chronic 2020. Exactly. Great. Well, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know it's been it's been a lot of fun. I guess I'll see you soon. Well, I'll still see you. I'm still here. Just when we click stop, really. Yeah, I'll see. Stop. That's when I see. I'll close my eyes and click stop and then I'll open them. Oh, hello. And then, yep, yeah, there we go. And then we've got the loop back. Yes. All right, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>